You're listening to Minimalish, a podcast where we talk about simplifying our stuff, our lives, our motherhood, all in a realistic way so that we can make room for what matters. We're not here for perfectly tidy homes or seeing how much we can possibly declutter. We're here for living with less, realistically. It's going to look different for all of us, but we're not really focused on how our version of minimalism looks anyways. We're focused on how it feels. I'm your host, Desiree. I'm a mom to two and on my own journey of living with a little less clutter so I can have more space for an intentional life. I'm no expert and I like to think of this as a corner of the internet where we're learning and growing together. So let's walk towards a more simple and intentional life. Here's this week's episode. Welcome back to Minimalish. Today I am bringing you a solo episode and I wanna talk about why minimalism, why decluttering is so life-changing. Obviously, I talk about this topic often on this podcast, and I have guests on to talk about the topic, anything in the realm of intentional living, but it all started for me, the idea of intentional living, all started for me with minimalism, with decluttering my stuff. And I just got to thinking about it because sometimes I'm tempted to feel like, the topic of decluttering, the topic of minimalism, the topic of intentional living doesn't feel relevant. Like some of it feels just surface level when there are deeper things going on, when there are crazy things going on in the world, scary things. And whenever so many of us are dealing with hard seasons and seasons that kind of flip our life upside down. And, you know, my family and I have been going through a season that has felt really hard with just kind of unexpectedly moving and a lot of things we've been handed during this season that I haven't really shared here. But regardless, sometimes I am tempted to feel like I don't want to talk about this right now. Uh, Is it important? Is this topic still important whenever there are so many other things going on? But then I remember that minimalism for me opened up the door to so many big life changes and it's helped me through a lot of hard It is deeper than just decluttering your home just for the sake of having less stuff in your house. Like there are so many deeper aspects to it and it really can help us when hard seasons come. So yeah, it is so important. And also sometimes when we are going through hard seasons or when the world feels scary, sometimes the best thing we can do is put some focus on our home and our lives and the way that we are living out our daily lives. And minimalism is about our homes, it's about our stuff, but it's also about our lives. So it's feeling a little springy here in Pittsburgh, PA lately. Um, Some days, not when I'm recording this, it's actually really cold and rainy morning, but it's supposed to be 60 degrees by the end of the day. So maybe it's feeling that way where you are too. If not, spring is around the corner regardless. Um, at least where I'm at in the world. So I want to give you a little bit of motivation on your journey if you're feeling like, yeah, I'm going to declutter this spring. I'm going to dive into minimalism. Or if you've already decluttered, I just want to talk about like how we can dig deeper and how minimalism can go so much deeper. And whether or not you are years into this journey or if you're new to it, I just hope today's episode gives you a little bit deeper reasons to add to your why of why this is a lifestyle for you and why you want 
your home to be less cluttered and why you want to change your mindset around the stuff you bring into your home and why you want to apply minimalism even deeper to your schedule, to your days, and to your mind and your mindset. So why is minimalism life-changing? And that's really what we're going to discuss today. Why is it life-changing? Like, why would decluttering your home, this seemingly, like, surface-level task, why would it change your life? And I want to talk about why Why do people sometimes end up taking, like, huge leaps in their lives after they declutter their homes? Is there really something magical about taking a do- donation bag to your local Goodwill? I'm going to tell you my story a little bit in this episode as well, because I realize I haven't done that in a while. And I don't know, it's come to my attention a couple of times of people asking, like, I haven't really heard much of your story. And I'm just like, oh, well, I've shared it a lot, but I guess I haven't shared it as much lately. So let's dig into all of that. Why do we see so many people talking about minimalism? Why do we see it preached as such this life-changing thing? I'm going to kind of go through what I think are like three phases of minimalism and how it's kind of this ripple effect. But first, I want to kind of put it in a nutshell of why I think this is life-changing, why minimalism is so life-changing. First, it starts with letting go of stuff, right? That is usually where we start is actually decluttering our homes. When we let go of stuff, it's more powerful than many of us can imagine that it will be. And when we have less stuff... We have more time and energy and space to think. So we end up implementing minimalism a little bit deeper. Even if we're not thinking of it as minimalism at that point, we start to look at how we spend our money, right? How we spend our money on our stuff. And then we look at how we spend our time and how we spend our days. And then maybe we declutter that a little bit. And when we ask that question of like, how can I declutter my days? How can I make my days more filled with what matters? How can I kind of minimize, apply minimalism to my days? That can bring a whole slew of life changes from smaller but powerful changes like routines and habits to big changes like moving or career changes. And then as we change our days, we often have even more space to think and we might start to realize we need to declutter our mind a little bit. How we think becomes so much of who we are and what we do. So decluttering our minds and dealing with our mindsets is a big life change. So that's kind of in a nutshell what I think is like the ripple effect of decluttering your stuff. It goes so much deeper and it allows you to have this space to look at your life as a whole. So that's a lot. And I want to dig a little deeper into each phase of that. I want to share personally how it's changed my life in each phase and then what I hope is that it will encourage you in whatever phase you're in in your journey whether you're just at maintenance because really you know right now I'm we're getting ready to move we will be moving in a few days once this comes out and I'm ready to like re-dive into minimalism in a new space because my life has changed a lot in the past few months I left my full-time job to become a stay-at-home mom and also pursue this podcast full-time again. And I haven't really found my rhythm in my days. So I'm really back into this place of, okay, how does minimalism apply to my days? And I've been going through my stuff again because we're moving. So for me, it's not just a one and done. And going through and thinking about like the life-changing power of 
letting go of our stuff and of minimalism in general, I just think that, you know, this episode has been important for me to kind of brainstorm out because I needed a reminder that this actually does matter. And this actually has changed my life in the past and it can continue to do so as I continue to dive deeper into it. I'm also going to touch on like the false promises of minimalism because that's a thing too. This isn't like the end all be all. This isn't going to change everything and fix your life and, you know, be the only thing you need in life. It is something that people kind of dive into the deep end of for in that way, I think sometimes, or just the way it's preached sometimes feels like this fix all. And that's definitely not it. So we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit too. So let's talk about the first phase of minimalism, which is the most tangible one. And these phases are kind of made up like I'm making them up. Um, it's not anything that's like official, but that's just what I'm calling them. So the first phase of minimalism is the most tangible one. It is the decluttering. It is where we apply this idea of minimalism, of getting down to the essentials, keeping only what matters and what we can use. We apply that concept to our stuff and we set out to live with less stuff. And so that's really what the basis of minimalism is. This is when we take minimalism and apply it deeper, it gets into things like intentional living and and mindset work. And it's no longer just minimalism. It's just minimalism is kind of an avenue into all of that. So the first phase and the true minimalism <laughs> phase is actually dealing with our stuff and aiming to live with less stuff. When we do this, when we go through and declutter our home, I think we immediately feel the, f- the fact that it is life-changing. When you declutter your home the first time, it might be the only thing that you want to talk about at the moment <laughs> because you'll see what big change this actually makes. You might feel like a broken record telling all your friends and family about it. You might even feel silly because you decluttered your closet and now you feel like a whole new person and how is that even possible? So... Minimalism in itself, when we just declutter our stuff, it becomes so life-changing because we let go of so much in the process. We're not just letting go of a physical thing. We're also letting go of old versions of ourselves. We're also letting go of the guilt that keeps us hanging on to things for one reason or another. We might let ourselves feel grief in the process. We let go of who we think we should be all the stuff that we may have bought for the hobby that we thought we should have had, but it never actually happened. We never followed through. We're letting go of the things that we thought would make us happy, but never gave us lasting happiness. We let go of maybe things that go along with the job that we thought would be our lifelong career, but never worked out. Or a baby that should have been here with us. Like, We get into some hard stuff when we let go of physical stuff, right? We have to face really hard things, really sad things sometimes. Grief comes up. And it might be that deep for you or it might not. But either way, we are letting go of seasons of life that we wish we could hang on to. We are letting go of past versions of ourselves hopes and dreams that we put in stuff that we bought, which sounds so silly, but it's true. We face a lot of things when we let go of things. (laughs) And 
We face a lot of things that could have, would have been, or have been in the past. We face stuff that symbolizes who we thought we should be or who we still think we should be, this ideal version of ourselves in our heads that's just not truly us. And we also face who we actually are. We have to come to terms with who we are right now. Through dealing with my stuff time and time again, I've had to accept that I've had a little bit of a shopping problem in the past. And there are plenty of times that I believed new stuff would make me happy. That new stuff that I barely ended up using. I've also had to learn and face the fact that I struggle with organization and decision making when it comes to stuff, which often leaves a little more clutter. And it's taken a lot of time to learn to work with that part of me and learn to accept that part of me but also work on that part of me at the same time. There's a lot of deep things that I have learned about myself through letting go of stuff. When it comes to like my closet and my clothes, I have had to face so many body image issues. We let go of deeper things when we let go of our stuff. And it changes us a little bit when we're able to make hard decisions to let go of something that we spend a lot of money on, And then realize we never even really used it or let go of something that we know we need to let go of. But it's really hard to do so for whatever reason. Maybe it's a reason that I already mentioned. Letting go of stuff changes us. And then it also changes our homes. And home is where we spend a lot of time. Home is where our families spend our time. So that matters. I want to take a quick break to thank one of our sponsors. Did you know laundry detergent that comes in the massive plastic jugs is often up to 90% water? Not to mention 91% of those jugs don't even get recycled. So 700 million detergent jugs wind up in our landfills every single year. It's not like you can just stop doing laundry, but you can find a better option. And you should definitely check out EarthBreeze. EarthBreeze laundry detergent eco sheets look like dryer sheets, but they're not. They dissolve 100% in any wash cycle, hot or cold. It couldn't be easier, no measuring or mess, just toss them in. The packaging is compact, biodegradable, and plastic-free. Their eco sheets are vegan, cruelty-free, dermatologically tested, and safe for sensitive skin. They offer flexible subscriptions that can be adjusted, paused, or canceled by you at any time without penalty. And their Buy One Give 10 initiative donates 10 loads of detergent to a charitable cause of your choice with each purchase. Most importantly, you still get a powerful clean for your clothes. What I love most about EarthBreeze is how easy it is to store. If you have a small laundry space, it's just so nice because it's so compact. But I also, of course, love that it's better for the environment. I'm telling you all this, but you won't really know until you try it. So if you don't like it, EarthBreeze will give you a full refund. You don't even have to send it back. They're confident that you'll love it as much as I do. Now's the time to try EarthBreeze because right now my listeners can subscribe and save 40%. Go to earthbreeze.com slash minimalish to get started. That's earthbreeze.com slash minimalish for 40% off. earthbreeze.com slash minimalish. I want to do a little aside and talk about the false promises of minimalism right now because I just said it also changes our homes and I think that's where the biggest false promise of minimalism comes in. We often see this picture-perfect, tidy space on Instagram to promote minimalism. And I'm not saying that those pictures are fake. I am sure that that person's space looked like that at some point during their day. And some people are just really good at like having systems to keep their house like that for most of their day. But those pictures 
those perfectly tidy spaces are not the result of decluttering. Decluttering is part of it, but I'm living with less stuff than ever these past couple of weeks because we're moving. We got a pod this time around, so we packed a lot of stuff into that early. And we have like no toys in this house right now, but it is a total mess. More of a mess than when we have 90% more toys in here than what we have currently. So why is that? Decluttering and having less stuff did not give me the picture perfect living room that I saw on Instagram the other day. So it's not decluttering that's going to give us that picture perfect. It's because in in my house right now, nothing has a home, right? My routines that keep my house somewhat tidy on a daily basis currently are not in existence for the most part because there are just boxes everywhere, half packed, fully packed. This season is a perfect demonstration that just living with less stuff does not make your home perfectly tidy. What makes a home tidy is routines and systems that you can actually follow and that make sense for you and that work for you, along with having a place for everything. So minimalism does change your home. And the way that it changes your home is it makes it easier to do those things. Like it makes it easier for there to be routines and systems. It makes it easier for there to be a place for everything. Because if you have a whole lot of stuff, it's really hard to have a place for all of it, right? So yes, minimalism changes our homes by making them easier to tidy. But it does not do that just in itself. Because you can have less stuff, but there can still be, that stuff can still be everywhere in mismatched places, not have a home, and it's still going to look cluttered in your home. So I just wanted to throw that out there. And also, like, when we have kids, they make messes. So we can lower our standards a little bit. I wish that we would not have, like, these perfectly tidy homes as our picture of minimalism, but it does make it easier to achieve that. There are just other things that have to happen along with it. So just needed to go on that spiel of like the false promises of minimalism. But how does minimalism change our homes? Obviously makes them easier to tidy along with systems and having a place for everything like organization basically. But it also gives our kids more space to play so they can and will make those messes, right? But it gives them more space and it gives us the ability to envision and make possible what we want for our space. Even if we're on a tight budget, we can make a peaceful space just by having less in it, keeping only what we use or what we want to keep and, and then having the space and energy to keep up with our stuff that we do have because it's a lot less stuff. And then it makes it easier when tough seasons do come, like moving for us. When the routines are totally off and the mess is inevitable, we aren't always able to keep up and have this perfectly tidy home. And, and when we do have to move houses like we currently are, minimalism just makes it so that we have so much less baggage and so much less to make a mess with. We are able to let go a little bit and not be completely and utterly overwhelmed when we have to pick back up. It's a little lighter because we don't have so much stuff. We don't have as much to put back together when we are able to do that again. It's much lighter when we're not surrounded by so much stuff that we do not need. So that's what can happen when we declutter our stuff. And I know I kind of went on and on about that, but it's just so much deeper than just getting rid of things and boom, we have a more tidy home. That's not what it's about. 
There's so much deep stuff that happens along the way as we learn to let go of things. And it's going to be individual to each of us because each of us has our own journey. Each of us has our own struggle with letting go for whatever reason. So to just share a little bit about our story with minimalism, we decluttered our entire home when I was pretty newly postpartum with our first child, so about five years ago. During that season, I felt entirely overwhelmed. I no longer knew how to keep up with anything. I felt like I wanted to rest and just be with my baby, but there was always something to do. I had just went back to work, so there was like always work to be done in the margins. I was working multiple part-time jobs, and my house was always on the back burner, though I knew I wanted to make my space a priority. Decluttering my closet was particularly healing that first time around. I got rid of so much that no longer fit my new body as a mom, that no longer fit my lifestyle, and I didn't realize those clothes were making me feel worse about myself by just being there. So letting go of them made a huge difference. Of course, it also just made our space so much peaceful. Even when there was mess, it was a vast difference from the clutter that I could not keep up with before we decluttered. And I think I forget that some days now when my house feels like a wreck because my five-year-old can make a huge mess really fast. I forget that it pales in comparison to the clutter that lingered in every corner way back then. And the biggest thing was that once my home was less cluttered and once I started realizing that we don't need so much stuff, we don't need so much stuff to make us happy, I started asking myself more questions like, why are we bringing this into our home? And Do I want this? Do I need this? Is this serving us as a family? And then I started to ask those questions and similar questions about my life. So the next two phases of minimalism are little interchangeable. And I like to talk about decluttering our days next because it's still a little more tangible than talking about our mindset. But I think I'm going to go the opposite direction here because I think to not let clutter creep back into our homes, we have to look at our mindsets. And minimalism can be really life-changing to our mindsets. Typically, our minds start to change as we declutter anyways. So it's kind of a natural progression, but then it's also one we have to pay attention to and be intentional with. So minimalism is not just life-changing because the stuff, right? And all of the ways that letting go changes us, but it also helps us change our mind. It's when we decide that we want to live a less cluttered life, not just a one-time declutter, but we actually want to live a less cluttered life. We want our home to be less cluttered for good. So we have to start to shift the way that we've been thinking about stuff and the way that we've been bringing things into our homes. So then we have to deal with our thoughts, our habits, and our mindsets. We might need to change how and where we find our worth and happiness And we might need to think about, are we finding it in stuff? Are we trying to find it it in stuff? Where can we find it elsewhere? We might need to shift this idea that we have in our heads that we need to keep up with others, that success means that we have more stuff, the nicer car, the bigger home, the idea of keeping up the Joneses. We have to deal with that. And as we kind of dig into that, we start to find our happiness in more lasting places. But this part is not easy. It takes work. It takes practice. It takes time. And it takes actively changing the way that we shop, like putting boundaries on ourselves, taking things back when we fall into buying things that we realize we didn't need. I just did an episode on this, I think, last month. So I will put that in the show notes. 
it takes putting effort into the things that make a difference in our mindsets. So daily journaling practice, maybe one that involves gratitude, putting time into other things that make a difference for us personally. For me, that's always been my faith. It gets to the intentional living side of things. Minimalism brings us this question of what really matters? What do we want to keep? We ask that about our stuff, but then we decide the same things about our thought patterns and our habits. We have to kind of ask those questions about how we're thinking. And of course, there are a thousand little ways that we may need to shift our mindsets, change our habits, work on gratitude, on being content with what we have, and shift where we find our worth and happiness. There are so many ways to do that. There are so many ways that, like so many variations on how we might need to do that because we're all different in what we struggle with. I struggle personally with anxiety and OCD. So when when we get to the mindset part of it, for me, it's one that's a constant work in progress. And that's probably true for many of us, whatever it is that we struggle with. For me, minimalism just gave me the space to ask these questions, to realize that I needed to shift my buying habits. And this took years for me. It's looked different in different seasons too. Like I can fall back into those bad buying habits pretty easily. As I'm currently 10 months par- ten months postpartum, I'm really dealing with postpartum anxiety right now and a tough season that we've been going through as a family. So applying minimalism to my mindset, asking what matters, looks a lot less like working on my shopping habits right now and a lot more like deciding to take time for therapy and journaling because it's something that I know that I need. Also, shout out to my Simple Morning List journal if you need a place to start with journaling. I will link that in the show notes. Sorry, I had to put that little shameless plug in there. Obviously, there are other ways to work on our mindsets. Like minimalism isn't the only avenue into working on our mindset, changing the way we think. But it's one of the reasons why minimalism is so life-changing because it often brings us to this place where we need to change our mind on some things, on stuff, on physical stuff. And it tends to go deeper than just stuff. It brings us to gratitude, to contentment, and then just working on whatever we need to work on with our mindsets in general. One way my mindset shifted entirely after I first decluttered is in how I thought about success and how I thought about my days. And I no longer was just satisfied with like living on autopilot, letting life happen. I was no longer satisfied with staying in a career that I was unhappy in because I felt like that's what I had to do to be successful. I no longer had any desire to climb some obscure ladder or pursue this career just because I got a degree in it. So next, Let's talk about how minimalism changes the way we approach our days, because this has been a big one for me. You might have heard the quote by Annie Dillard. It says, how we spend our days is how we spend our lives. What we do every day is so much more important than we think. It can feel mundane. It can feel monotonous, but it is important. And if we just focus on each day and see it as that, I think life really changes. So the questions that we ask about our stuff when it comes to minimalism, like, does this serve me? Is it useful? Do I want this anymore? (laughs) Does it bring me joy? Those questions that we often ask of our stuff, our physical things, they trickle into our days. We can start asking those questions of everything. And it helps us maybe set boundaries with toxic people in our lives. It might help us leave a job we feel miserable in. Helps us take big leaps. It helps us decide what's best for our families. 
Decluttering our stuff gives us space and even confidence to then reevaluate our days and the way that we're living. I want to thank Indeed for helping make this episode of Minimalish possible. You know those people who have changed your life for the better? How incredible would it be if your company could find more of those life-changing people right when you need them? If you're hiring, you need Indeed to help you find those people. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. Hate waiting? Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed match their job description the moment they sponsor a job. Something I personally love about Indeed is their instant match feature. Indeed does the hard work for you with Instant Match. You can sponsor a job and boom, Instant Match shows you candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description immediately after you post. So join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Indeed knows that finding people with the right skills makes all the difference when you're a hiring team of one. So visit indeed.com slash minimalish to start hiring now. Just go to indeed.com slash minimalish. Indeed.com slash minimalish. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We often start asking this question of how we want our days to look within the boundaries of what we've currently been handed in our current season, because I think that's important to acknowledge as well. We might want our lives to look a certain way, but we've got little kids or we've got this really hard thing to deal with. And, you know, we can kind of change things within the boundaries of that and make the most of what our current season looks like. So maybe for you, it looks like just a restructuring of your days, saying no to a few excessive after-school activities with your kids, to bring some peace back into your schedule and to make sure you have time together as a family. Or maybe it looks like adding in a morning and evening routine that will help you be ready for the day or unwind so that you can sleep better. Maybe it looks like looking for a new job or staying at home with kids for a season or going back to work after staying home with kids for a season. We start to ask ourselves, what do we actually want? What do we actually feel called to? What's going to actually serve us and our families best versus what do we feel like we're supposed to do? This part has been the biggest life changer for me. On a smaller scale, a morning routine has changed my life. It is a huge life changer for me. It's not something I'm super consistent with right now, as in like waking up super early, but I still do a morning routine, even if my kids are awake, even if it's at like 8 a.m., not that early, right? It used to be that I'd wake up way earlier than my daughter, but you know, life shifts, life changes. That's just not what's happening right at this minute. But either way, right after we first decluttered, we started asking this question and we had been in a place where we had just had our first child and we lived five hours away from family and we knew we wanted to eventually move back to where they were, which is Pittsburgh. Obviously, that's where we are now. It was something we felt heavy on our hearts with. We had looked every summer because we both um, both of our kind of fields of work are teaching. We had looked each summer for teaching jobs and nothing had worked out and we were headed into the spring when we did our first big declutter and dove into minimalism. 
And we knew it was time to start like applying to teaching jobs, although I knew I was going to stay home and not apply to teaching jobs, which was a big leap and something that we didn't know financially if it would work out. But we did know that we no longer thought success was a bigger house or bigger cars or lot, spending lots of money on vacations or whatever else. We knew that what we valued and what mattered to us, we could live within those means. And for us, that that meant downsizing dramatically. We went from a four-bedroom house to a two-bedroom house to take this leap and make it work. So we moved states. We moved back home. We decided to move into a small house so that I could stay home. And everything did work out. Nick found a really great teaching job, and he's still in that teaching job now. But we knew, thanks to minimalism, thanks to letting go of stuff and letting go of these kind of, I don't know, oppressive ideas of success that we had once had, we knew we didn't have to keep waiting to live the life that we wanted. We knew we could make the changes and go for it and that we would make things work out one way or another. Minimalism also made us really question like what our values were and what truly matters to us. And so we followed that lead. And I've made so many changes since then because really what minimalism has done is it's given me the freedom to change my mind about my days and choose what works best in each season. I've made the decision to stay home, like I said, then I went back to work for a while and now I'm staying home again. So minimalism has been really freeing to me in that aspect because as a woman, as a mom, it's just made sense to make these changes even if to an outsider, it looks like I'm just flippantly making these crazy life changes. Minimalism has given me freedom to just do what works for the season and change my mind and and make it work. And I love that about minimalism. I think that is the most important life change that has happened for me via letting go of stuff. It has gone so much deeper so that I can look at my days and say, how do I live these days out intentionally in this particular season? Minimalism is freeing. It is life-changing because when we can take control over our stuff, when we learn to let go, when we face all of these deep things that are hard and that are hard to let go of and hard to face, we learn so much about ourselves and we learn that we can change our mind on our stuff, right? Stuff that we thought we needed, stuff that we felt like we couldn't let go of. We learn that we have control over those things and we are able to change our mind on those things. And when we start to ask those questions about our stuff, what do I truly need? What do I truly want? What serves me well? And what no longer serves me in this season? Then we start asking those questions of our life. We start asking those questions of our thought life and our mindset. And we start making decisions to walk in the direction of the things that serve us and our family best right now. And that's why I think minimalism is so life-changing. So I hope you enjoyed my sermon on minimalism. <laughs> I don't know. This was really long. This is longer than I thought it would be. But I hope that this episode, I don't, I don't know what I hope for it more than I guess I just hope it encourages you to keep going and to do some maintenance decluttering if you need to, or restructure your days again if you need to, and really dig into what's gonna be best for your family in this season. Or say no to something if you need to, or 
say yes to something, pick up something new that, that matters and that you feel called to, whatever it might be. I hope this episode encourages you to keep going in your journey of minimalism, of living an intentional life in the way that fits you best. Because remember, there are no rules. It is not one size fits all, but it is life-changing. So with that, that is all I have for today. If you enjoyed this episode, I hope you share it with a friend or share it on Instagram or whatever social media you like to share things on. I appreciate you for that. I am grateful for you for being here and for listening in. And I will talk to you right back here on the next episode. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.